In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Everybody out there in the world, in the quarantined world, all the defenders uh, tucked away in their houses uh, and, 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 and sleeping tight in their, in their skivvies, in their skivvies. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Defend Your Movie, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your hosts. I am joined here by the very amazing um, uh, co-host of the show, Andrew Fiore, everybody. Oh, thank you, Shawnee. Nice words from my uh, fair-weathered friend over there. Not fair-weathered, fair-skinned. Fair-skinned. Fair very different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm both. I, can't, I get very sensitive and I get a sunburn very easily. <laughs> yeah, same here. Is your mind going to mush yet in the quarantine? I dip in and out of consciousness. My, I have my moments. My, my, I fe- brain doesn't connect words together uh, I'll, I'll combine two words and it'll come out as one mishmash it's really not good i need to be out and about yeah i uh i stepped out of my house before to take a walk around the block and i didn't even realize that i was singing uh danny boy like some <laughs> weird old irish man in a wake and i was just singing at the top of my lungs because i was just, like so excited to be out in fresh air <laughs> and i was just like belting it out in the middle of queens which is just <laughs> that's great and uh, and I had no, you know, and then I, you know, what only made me stop is some like, well, I was, I knew I was singing at this point. Some girl rode by on one of those Revel scooters, and she was singing full blast. And I was like, what a weirdo! And I just stopped yeah. singing. <laughs> All normalcy is tossed out the window. I mean, and I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I, it it's fun. It's well, it, you know, it, it's it's fun to watch because it makes walking down the street more interesting if you see these wackadoos that are coming at you, including yeah. myself. You know, absolutely. So uh, we hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there. And uh, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but we should. We have a lot of friends who are working in the healthcare industry, putting their lives on the line to keep us safe. So just a big Defend Your Movie thank you from, uh, from us to them. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we know people who have been affected by it, either through family members or uh, um, themselves. And we wish them like the best and, and to recover fast. Happy so and healthy. We can see them and happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because this thing is like knocking people on their asses. And, and I'm just hoping the, the good news, I guess this week was that it's, it seems to be the, the curve seems to be flattening yeah. sooner, sooner than they thought. And it, it's things are going, but that doesn't change that. We still have to do our due diligence to get this still thing. to keep over. it up. Are you, uh, here's the thing. I'm I'm all for the seven o'clock uh, uh, applause and make noise for your healthcare workers, but there's a few people in my neighborhood. I think are like the attention for themselves a little bit more than actually. Well, you're gonna have that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? What do they go above and beyond or something? What do they do? He's got a cowbell, and she's that one. She's like that one person. Like, have you ever watched a baseball game and it's the playoffs, and you have that one guy? He stands up. And then he's do, he's bringing his arms like, yo, everybody else, get up. Come on. Make yeah. some noise. It's like, yeah, yeah. we're all going to make noise, guy. We know. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. I got like, one we, lady we, like that. 
she's just she she's basically <laughs> is she Will Ferrell from the cowbell sketch? Yeah, she's got a cowbell. She you just told me cowbell. that. That's that's why I said that. Yeah. You said cowbell, <laughs> so I was like, oh, she's annoying everybody with her cowbell. Yeah, 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 exactly. But not to take anything, not to make light of it, but you know, we do appreciate it. But you know, there there obviously always going to be those types of people. Well, you're going to get that everywhere because even if you one of the best bits ever, and it's it's almost not even a bit; it's just a public service announcement. Is the Anthony Jeselnik thoughts and prayers bit? Yeah, thoughts and prayers bit. It's unbelievable because it's so dead on true. Yep. Because he goes, what you're saying with your thoughts, he goes, you know what your thoughts and prayers mean? Fuck all. They mean nothing. And he goes, you know what you're saying with that? You're saying, remember me. Don't forget about me. I'm here too. And so the people just take that. And and don't get me wrong. I think 99 point something percent of the people have the best intentions. I do. Yeah. But you're going to get people like you just mentioned. But But also it doesn't, you you don't need uh, your friend taping you applauding the healthcare workers to put it on your Instagram story. You know what I mean? Yes, right, right, right. Unless it'll like, but then you could you could argue the fact. Well, it'll make more people do it, and that helps the cause. And yeah, and not the ones I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to tell everybody what we're doing today, or you want to talk about what you watched, or what do you want to do? I didn't really watch too many new movies, so we might as well jump right into it. We have yeah. uh, the bonus episode, uh, Tuesday bonus episode here. We're going back to the lovely time in America, the 1950s. And we figured since uh, everybody is hopefully staying at home in the quarantine, we would do movies that primarily took place in one room. So we have <laughs> movies that had like a, basically a quarantine going on. Yeah, quarantine, essentially. We have uh, 1957, Sidney Lumet directed 12 Angry Men against the 1954 Alfred Hitchcock classic Rear Window. Big matchup of the 50s today. I'll be honest, uh, when you. When you proposed the matchup, I go, oh, it's, it's a good one. And then, but then I thought Andy's out of his mind a little bit because I was like, Rear Window's going to knock this out of the water because I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's, yep. a, it's a brilliant, suspense-filled, like, like, like I said, to this day, I rewatched it recently when I, I, know bought, you it, I bought it on iTunes, and I, I got scared now. And granted, we all, know, <laughs> we all know that I'm a wimp with that stuff, but still, it's still a freaky movie. Uh, but I started rewatching. I'll, full disclosure, I did not finish the whole thing, but I've seen 12 Angry Men a couple of times. And I'll tell you, man, both movies, you, think about how hard that is to do. But 12 Angry Men brought me right in, right in, right in, right in, right in. I was, because it's one of those things where I was like, will it hold up? Will I be annoyed that it's from the 50s? But yep. I, I usually don't get annoyed with movies, but that movie's so, I'll give it to you like that, because you're taking 12 Angry Men technically. Right, I'm siding with the 12 Angry Men. But I w- like I thought I- also I was like I'm so scatterbrained from the freaking quarantine. <laughs> Am I going to be able to sit there and watch Twelve Angry Men? And yeah. I got right into it. I got it's it's I don't know what it is about that movie, but right away it brings you into it. It's like it's like Rear Window. Rear Window is kind of the same way. Where it's like- I was going to say that you you got both movies there. You figure I, I remember the first time I saw Twelve Angry Men. I go, it takes place in one room that yeah. can't last for an hour and a half. Yeah. and it's not edge of your seat thriller it's just captivating in the acting and the dialogue and that's why you when you have a director who's got such a steady hand like Sidney Lumet who gets the performances out of his actors like that you don't need all the flash and you know uh fireworks of you you can just have a movie be in one location and still be one of the greatest movies of all time 
because it's so it, it, the the dialogue is so captivating, and the uh, the the way the actors singularize, if I can say that word, their own individual personalities, and they make each juror so different. It's amazing to me. I really in awe of the whole movie. Um. I yes, that's that was very rambling. I apologize. No, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, so what you're saying, that's okay. So let's even before which ones that we prefer, because at the end of the day, I I prefer Rear Window still, but I love Twelve Angry Men. And same, here's the thing: same with me, exact opposite. Let's let's think about how hard of a task it is to make a movie like this that's based in one location. And you only find out. You only find out about the ones that are that make it. The ones that are yeah, yeah, the yeah. ones that are, are successes because nobody wants to watch a shitty movie that takes place in one location. Right. And I would say besides this one, we could have added these into the mix. The Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Uh, we can throw, but I want to do Reservoir Dogs and something else. But I, I, did I ever tell you? I ever talk about on my on the podcast my idea? I want to write a movie script that there's a chase scene in the movie and, and a bunch of warehouses, and by accident one of the characters runs into Reservoir Dogs. Oh, happening. that's so great! <laughs> but I never did it anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so that's then, a great idea though. Yeah, and then also you can say Clue. Clue the movie is even though that bombed. Uh, Clue's yeah. a really funny movie, and it's and it keeps you. Interested from the beginning now, but what we're talking with Rear Window and with with Twelve Angry Men is like you're 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 upping the you know you're upping the, the 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 prestige factor on these on these movies. And you're right when when you're doing a movie like if I had to guess, if you're a director directing, you want to talk about like you know earning your keep. Like if you're directing a movie that takes place in one location, you better know what the fuck you're doing. Like then yeah. that's what. And then both of these movies, like you said, Sadie Lumet and Hitchcock. And Hitchcock even more in my brain because I, I talked about it before when I mentioned Rear Window. He had, he, before he even started, he had every shot mapped out. Not just storyboarded. He had yep. every single shot mapped out. And Same for a movie thing like this. Yeah, you know, did he really? Lamette was a big guy on rehearsing, having everything ready, and all his actors go, yeah, he doesn't waste a minute when we actually start shooting. Nothing is wasted. He knows exactly what he's doing. And all, I think, yeah, yeah, all great directors, you come in prepared, man. You do your homework and you come in prepared. That's why these guys are legends. Yeah, because think about that. Like, I think you could, you could put it up, you know, there's a lot of de- directors that we enjoy that doing a movie in one location for them, I think would be a hard task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't think of any, none come to my brain right well, now. Well, it's but, easy to fall back on exposition and cinematography a lot of times. You right, know? And, like that, and I guess that's almost like, because the, 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 the muscle of of doing a movie like this, it goes against almost like the credo of movie making where it's like, you want those rolling hill shots and that, and cinematography obviously yeah. can be done anywhere, but you're right. But I, I think a cinematographer, they want those, those landscapes. They want those giant, like where you're taking in, I feel, and you feel like you're there. Absolutely. But that, that can be done in a, in a movie like this. And, sure. and, and there, I listen, I love a great movie soundtrack. I love when the perfect song is paired up with a scene and you maybe get a break from the dialogue for a minute and a half and you let the actors just kind of do their thing to the music. None of that in these two movies. There is not a second wasted with nope. songs or soundtracks. This gets right to the nitty gritty. Rear window has silence, but the silence adds to the suspense. Yes. And rear exactly. window, and you want to talk about feeling like you're there. 
it's you're looking at his at certain shots of the movie you're looking out his window you're watching yeah. the action unfold as you're looking out his window and you're getting as uh uh anxiety filled as you would if you were there yeah we and, mentioned that last week when, yeah. when nolan does that in dark knight when he cuts all the sound out and the drops and it's yes. the joker in the back of the cop car it's a brilliant brilliant it catches you yeah yeah, because it, th- it almost makes you feel like like you're not hearing for a second. Like it, it throws yeah. off your uh, <laughs> yeah. your equilibrium or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you know. But when it comes to the when it comes to now, I, I'm going to defend Rear Window. Rear Window to me oh, is. Right, sir. I think it uh, it probably did better. Twelve Angry Men did it win Best Picture? It did, didn't it? It no, did it not. It was up for Best Picture. It was up for Best Director, and it was up for Best Adapted Screenplay, and it lost all three to Bridge Over the River Kwai. Oh, wow. Which, I, I'll I, be honest, I've never even seen. I've never even seen. I have no interest in seeing that movie. And, and then Rear it better Window, be good. I don't, I don't think Rear Window did not win either. I don't, I don't think, think it did either. I think it was also up for Best Picture, uh, but I don't know the awards that year. So I think the reason why uh, Rear Window uh, um, kind of puts it over the top for me is because of the suspense factor and how hard that is to do. And just stylistically, I, uh, Hitchcock I like better than Lumet. So, so, and also with how hard it is to pull off something that like that. Because you really think about it, the more, I know I mentioned this silence before, but there's dialogue in, in Rear Window, but a lot of it is you watching the wind, just watching a window. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a lot it, of it's, it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a, a third of the movie is a silent movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, the whole movie is essentially about voyeurism and it brings you, it makes you a voyeur in itself. You know what I mean? It makes the audience the same way. Yeah, it also jump, was up for right director, in. screenplay, cinematography, and sound, and also did not. Did not win, which is shocking to me because it's. I think it's the best Hitchcock movie. I think, I don't know what it lost to. It might have been something big, but I, um, I to me, I get the most guttural reaction out of out of Rear Window. Yeah, uh, I love Hitchcock films. I love North by Northwest is one of my yeah, favorite ones. It's great, um, but to me, I love Sidney Lumet films more. I'm not taking anything away from Hitchcock. He's just one of my guys. You know, I've said on this podcast so many times, yeah. Network is in my top five movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon, um, 12 Angry Men, obviously, that we're talking about right now. Also, The Verdict, Serpico. I mean, Lamette is one of my guys. Like, he's one of my guys. He had one of the runs in the 70s like I've never seen before. Well, well that's also... And Hitchcock was like that, too, but I just prefer Lumet. His style yeah. is grittiness. But, Hitchcock. I mean, uh, Hitchcock was more... I'll give it to Hitchcock. He was a more groundbreaking director. Hitchcock yes. brought things to the table nobody had ever seen before. Yeah. Style, well, they, shots, the way shots were done, like that. It, even the, vertigo, that, the, the sound thing we just vertigo mentioned. Shot. Yeah. The sound thing we just mentioned is yep. a lot of that comes from Frenzy. That, I think I mentioned it before. Right, the right, shot, right. Which I've only seen once in film class was the shot, the girls getting murdered in the apartment and they back out and then you have silence, silence, silence and then it's back out to street noise. So he would play with the sound a lot with other, in other ways as well. Besides yeah. just just taking it out, the whole idea of what you can hear when and, and, and almost making it feel more realistic that way. Yeah, Hitchcock uh, was really good with the silence, man. I mean, when, uh, what's her name's walking through, uh, when she's trying to step quietly over the birds, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, Tibby but, Hedren? No, Tibby... Uh, yeah, yeah, Tibby uh, Hedren. Yeah. And I mean that it's just eerily quiet and you're just going, 
what's gonna happen i hope the birds don't get her you know? yeah 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 and it's, yeah, sad. That's it's such what I mean. a silly little concept you're like yeah it's just birds but it's terrifying yeah and you wonder this the, when you get to a certain point it's like what are these guys doing that makes me care? Because think about it. You've seen other movies that have the same type of setup, you know, yeah, the same yeah. situation. And you're like, ah, I just don't care as much. Like, it, it, it really lends itself to amazing filmmaking because you're going, oh, you have me in. You got me in with this character. I want to see them do well. I want to see them uh, beat this, this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it happens with in Rear Window as far as, like, him getting away, uh, him getting away with being the voyeur. He's technically, cause he, like, it almost starts with that idea that in rear window that he's technically wrong for what he's doing right away, but you're on his side right away. Like when you realize what he's doing uh, and you're on his side right away because you see what's going on and yeah. what he's trying to help. But just him being the voyeur is like, Oh, well technically you're peeping Tom and that's weird and whatever it is. So you kind of like they, they, they bring you in with that. It makes you, it makes you feel like you're in the room. Absolutely. Speaking of bringing you in, let's talk about the casts. You, uh, this one's kind of an unfair one because you have such a huge ensemble. It's obviously 12 people versus the, I don't know what, six total people maybe in rear window. Yeah. So that's kind of an unfair advantage, but you do have some of the most iconic actors of all time in 12 Angry Men. You got Henry Fonda, yeah. E.J. Cobb, Martin Balsam, who a lot of people don't recognize, but was, is so great in everything he does. He was great in like Twilight Zones. He just got yeah. uh, Jack Klugman, Ed Begley Sr., um, Jack Gordon. Klug- Jack Klugman playing, you know, most people know him from Odd Couple, yeah. playing the most understated Jack Klugman probably ever in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, think, what a sensitive uh, character for Jack Klugman. Yeah. No, it's a great cast, great ensemble. It's probably, maybe, it's got to be in the top one or three ensemble casts of all time. I would put uh, Reservoir Dogs up there as well. I know that's kind of a weird comparison, but if you're talking great ensemble casts that work perfectly together, I mean, 12 Angry Men is right up there for me. Would you put Magnolia up there? I would. Boogie Nights? I would put Magnolia ahead of Boogie Nights. So would I. Because Magno- it's more Boogie Nights is more Dirk's story. Magnolia, yeah. it's everybody's story, which is you know kind of the point of the movie. But... Um, that might be a, a podcast for a future date. Best ensemble. Did we do this already? I don't think so. Much. I don't think I we did ensemble cast. But we that's forget the minute we say goodbye. We forget every episode. One here, not the other. <laughs> but when it comes to rear window cast, uh, you know, you got the two biggies. You got Jimmy Stewart. You got Grace Kelly. It's like yep. it's just I, they, Raymond I, Burr. You, it's uh, Raymond Burr. It's just iconic. Uh, and that's like, to me, that's more, I think when you have 12 Angry Men, you had a lot of character guys. Almost uh, all character Rear Window, guys. almost all character guys, which I loved because yeah, I believe the characters more. Stars. Uh, yes, they're One absolutely I, I, iconic Hollywood uh, legends is what I would say. One of them is a princess. <laughs> and she, she died. She died. And she has that same thing, like almost like that, that Sharon Tate thing of like never lived up to her potential kind of, you know, like because yeah, yeah, of yeah. Uh, unfortunately, she died too soon. Um, and then Raymond Burr, who who plays Raymond a Burr. terrifying bad guy, Thorwald. And I'll tell you, did I ever tell you my? Did you ever hear the story about well, well, apparently what the deal with Raymond Burr was? Raymond no. Burr was a, I, I believe he was a gay gentleman. Uh huh. And everything he did, he was very like stoic. And where were you? Like you know, he did he did um, 
Perry Mason, and he did this, and he was very, where were you on the night of 15th? And he was yeah. whatever. And apparently, the minute he would yell cut, he would go, okay, everybody, that's lunch. He was a very flamboyant guy. <laughs> so I think that's amazing that he was able to, you know. Take five, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. It's like, that's so funny and so <laughs> great that he was like, I'm able to put on, like, it's almost like his impression of, like, a straight dude. Like, hey, you know, whatever it is. Like, like this is how these assholes act, you know. <laughs> yeah. I uh, it's always funny whenever I see like those young pictures of Raymond Burr I immediately think of Brad Garrett oh I can see that he looks just yeah. like Brad Garrett absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. but so yeah so when it also comes to... no also known homosexual Brad Garrett yes <laughs> very big, big time well yeah well, he owns a club so you won't be working that club anytime soon I'm not kidding uh so uh but the thing Sorry, about I got, a, I got a motorbike going on outside my window here Sorry. oh that. I can't hear it okay um and the thing about the, the, the rear window cast is, is I think it beats it out because of like just star power and it has that look to it. It's almost like they're glossy during the movie. Like they, they show Grace Kelly. It's almost like she has an aura around her during the, the whole movie. Cause she's yeah. just like, it's like this angelic, like love interest kind of thing of like, Oh my God. Like I, if I was of the time, which I'm not, I was born years later. <laughs> I, it, that would have been I my thought crush. You were 74 years old. Yeah. <laughs> my, that would have been my crush. My crush would have been, uh, Grace Kelly because of how like just oh yeah above every like just just in the cloud she seems you know what I'm saying yeah a fun thing I was thinking of is these two movies are very referenced well after they came out in pop culture specifically and I guess you could say this about so many movies but I know I can picture the Simpsons spoofing both of these in my head I don't even need to know the, you know what I mean Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Rear Window, movies. probably a little bit more than 12 Angry Men. And 12 Angry Men, like, I, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and they're both like this, because whenever you have, that's what's so interesting about it, because what happens is when you have movies like this, you're crossing over into the, into the, the theater world. So yeah. you're, it's almost like you're watching it. If I was a, I'm not a theater critic, but if I was and you're watching these movies, you're watching with a dessert. That's why the acting has to be so good. Yeah, Twelve Angry Men is almost made for the stage. And uh, Rear yeah, Window, 100%. a little, you can do it, but I, I mean, Twelve Angry Men, it. you don't need, you just need the actors, you know. I think they did it with Rear Window, correct? They Broadway, I think they must. have I been, think right? so. They must yeah. have. Uh, but Twelve Angry Men, and I think they had a run of it years ago. 12 Recently, Angry Men. yeah. And but, but then it was was it? Did they change it? They must have put women in the cast, right? Yeah, they put the kids to death now. <laughs> that was the big change <laughs> you're like wow I really didn't see that coming but he didn't, he didn't convince anybody <laughs> they just had the Henry Fonda character walk in and go yeah. come on he didn't do it <laughs> come on guys I, I don't know any of the evidence stuff but he didn't do it right 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 yeah yeah well, you got to take us to the ball game. I need to get, you know. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah, all right, you go ahead. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just vote now. It's Which a three-minute exactly play. exactly what Jack Warden's character wanted to do. It's a three-minute play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there hey, no intermission or nothing? Because let's be honest. You, know, you have you know, most, you know, how much racism was going on back in the 50s. Usually right, they just right. walk in that room. That's why Henry Fonda, it's like the man in the white coat. You, you have that good guy. He's, he's for justice. Because the other guys, like, they walk in, they go, what do you think? He did it. Let's go to the bar. Yeah, like, <laughs> 12 annoyed men, maybe. They don't seem yeah. all that angry. You have 12 put out uh, <laughs> white men. 
<laughs> well, but I think they do have productions of it now, or maybe I'm wrong about this, where no, they definitely. added women to the cast, right? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I just don't know. But I'm sure in the day and age we live in that you're right. I think, I think the reason why... Well, angry people. Be, well, also, I don't know. Was the rule juries were only men back in the 50s? Is that true? It that's must a good been. question. It must uh, call been. in if you know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good question, but also because I think they would have put... It, wouldn't, it would have been 12 angry jurors and... Um, they would have put women I, yeah, on, on the, great question, on, I mean. in the movie because and, you know by the fifth you know in the fifties in Hollywood like it, I think the rule just was men could only be on juries which I think is a thing. Uh, I mean, we didn't give women the right to vote until nineteen twenties, so it's like, yeah, right. Not that exactly. out of the realm of possibility. No, absolutely. Um, so, uh, but what it happens is the reason. Well, one of the reasons that I guess I'm fine with it is because I'm a guy and I don't think of it as much. And that's, that is, a, you know, but I'm just being honest. I just don't think of it as much, but it's noticeable when the thing's called 12 angry men and it's all male jury and you live in the time frame that we live in, but it's a period. It's, but now at this point, period piece. So that I think where the forgivable side of it should be. And yeah. you just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point you just go, Oh, this is a different time. Everything about it's a different time. The tone is different. Oh, absolutely. But it's just a well-acted thing, and it has a good result at the end. It's kind if of you're good- watching movies from the 1950s or uh, of a different generation or a different decade, and you're going, oh, yeah, but look at the yeah, – fuck off, all right? You've got yeah. to just suspend whatever your beliefs and your ethos is. Yeah, the only culture. time – Just go – that's not – it was different. you got to accept the fact that it was different. Yeah, and the only time that I could see that I really go yeesh is when it's so ra- like it's things that are so racist from back in the day. Yeah, just the, the blackface stuff or like the cartoons that were like, "What were you guys <laughs> right. thinking?" That's when it's like, "Yeah, just get rid of those." Then that's fine. But something like this, it's like, well, that was the sign of the times, and I don't think of it as like, "Oh my god, this can happen now." I know the updates that would be made. I already know that in my head. I'm living in yeah. the modern world. I'm not going to think like, that's the way it should be. All men on the juries. Like, nobody has an opinion. Nobody gives right, a right, shit right. who's on the jury. I think, unless you're a jackass, do you care if, if, like, nobody has that unpopular opinion anymore. All juries should be men. I don't trust the opinions know, right? of women. I don't I've trust a woman's smaller brain. Yeah, yeah. Are there people out there like that? Sure. Do, do, they, do they count at this point? No, they don't count. <laughs> That I feel like cartoons got away with that blatant racism way longer than mainstream movies did. Yeah, because they used animals as a replacement. Exactly, they, they, they used they, the animals. And then it's like, yeah, man, no, you're not going to get away with this. I, I, I'm on board with that. I, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, it's a cartoon, relax. And it's like, no, sir. No, thank you. Uh, but speaking of cartoons, though, and again, I'll reference The Simpsons, is that Rear window, the boy who knew too much, the Simpsons episode, when the Simpsons get a pool, Bart breaks his leg, and then the rest of the episode is essentially rear window. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is. Yeah, it's you're great. Right. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a recreation of rear window. Yeah, at one point, they actually, they actually, Bart's looking through his telescope, and he actually sees a Jimmy Stewart character uh, also looking oh, back at him. That's right. And he's like, oh, there's a sinister-looking boy at the cross the way. <laughs> I'm surprised 
Millpool. You know, we have. I'm surprised that uh, you know Seinfeld never did a because they did a JFK spoof. I'm surprised they never did a Twelve Angry Men, and they never like even a reference or a thing. Maybe yeah, I don't a little one. harder yeah. to do with live action. The Simpsons can get away with so much because they can just do a uh, even like an animated a frame that looks like a, a movie reference. You know, I will give you this, man. To they go do back it and- so often. I follow Simpsons movie references on Instagram. It's great, and you don't realize how many they do it. Until somebody takes the t- you go, oh Jesus Christ! They did it. Oh my God! It's so many. I'll give you this. Uh, as we're talking about both movies, the acting in, and I think it's because of the whole character actor thing. And these guys are just, uh, just straight up killers. Um, the acting in Twelve Angry Men is, I think, it's better. I think it's definitely better. Yeah, and again, I think you it- have a larger cast, but that could also you know, doom a movie sometimes too, when you're working with so many people, if not everybody's carrying their weight, that could, you know, it's like one of, it's like the, uh, the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, everybody is pitch perfect in 12 angry men. Uh, Jimmy Stewart can sometimes be a little, uh, Jimmy Stewart ish for me, yeah. which is why I always thought he was weird that Hitchcock used him so much. Well, I think he just, I don't even know. I would love to look up the reason why he used them so much. Yeah, because I was watching. I still, sometimes you can't. Not that he's typecast, but sometimes you just can't get out of your head. That's just like, what a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart. But it's in like these dark Hitchcock. Movies, and also, you know I mean? these relationships between these directors and these actors can get so temperamental. Because I just watched a video about. Um, I love watching the videos about who was almost cast and what. I love. Oh, I love it. those. And I think we might have. You definitely know this. I think. Uh, Michael Madsen was supposed to be uh, Vince Vega in um, yes, yes, in Pulp Fiction, and he had to turn it down because he was doing Wyatt Earp. And I didn't know this, but it took a few years for Tarantino to forgive Madsen, and that makes sense because that's why he, the next time he turns up is Kill Bill, I think. And I don't even know what. Oh, he wasn't in Jackie Brown. He wasn't in a couple of things. What? He was supposed to be who in Roosevelt? He's, uh, he was supposed to be he's supposed to be John Travolta's part. Oh, Pulp Fiction. I thought you meant yeah, oh gotcha. Yeah, the same Vega. And then I guess he had the idea after he did Travolta, he um casted Travolta. I guess he was like, Oh, well, I'm gonna do the, the, I don't know if people know this, but you'll know this. They were gonna do the, the Vega Brothers movie, but then they got too old. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been, oh, oh my God. That also would have been, been horrible, but. It would have been, I don't know, in that universe, and probably he would have pulled from that universe and every other movie involved, like Reservoir Dogs, and, you know, they're all, they're all in the same universe. Travolta, outside of Pulp Fiction, though, is kind of still hard to watch. You know what I mean? He's one of, this the same thing that falls in the Jimmy Stewart character. You're like, he's still got a little of that John Travolta grease on him at all times to me pulp fiction is the only time i can put he's not john travolta out of my head yeah yeah uh, absolutely but i but when it comes to you know these actors and these directors like um and what they can get out of them you watch 12 angry men you can think about how 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 tight of like you know how heavy of a set that would have would have been you know yeah, uh, and if you think of it this way rear window you can chalk up as like it's super suspenseful but it's a fun it's a fun, like, thriller-type – it's a fun movie. Yeah, Going Your Man is supposed to make – especially for back in the 50s, it's supposed – it was supposed to change people's minds, let's be honest. Right, it, it, right, was, right. It, was, it was basically saying, like, hey, guys, don't be so racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, maybe yeah. we need to be better as people, you know? 
Well, we both agreed beforehand with this wasn't going to be a traditional battle because we both love each of these movies so much. So we just wanted to do a quick Tuesday episode and talk about yeah. it a little bit just because we tried, you know, we're trying to theme it with the quarantine. You're stuck inside. Jimmy Stewart's a guy stuck inside. you one room of the quarantine. A lot of people are living in one rooms throughout this whole thing. So that being said, if you are and you have access, please watch these movies if you haven't. These are two watch classic yeah. American films. I remember I saw 12 Angry Men for the first time. I was probably, I was after college. I was in my first apartment in New York City, which was tiny. And I didn't have the mentality that I do now where I was like, I strive now to find older movies and I'll, I'll go looking for older movies now. I had the same, I had that mentality when I was younger of, um, I don't want to watch anything from like the 50s. I, I know they're great, but it's just like not for me. You know what I mean? And 12 Angry Men was on like Turner Movie Classics and I just caught it and was in the room long enough to watch five minutes of it and then I was just hooked. Yeah, it's because it's exceptional. It's exceptional, and it goes above the other movies from that genre. You exactly. Because you, you like you're right. Because it, time frame matters. Like you can't make the connection if it's so not how you grew up or what you're used to. The yeah. way that they acted back in the day in those movies almost sounds like a different language. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, oh, like yeah. Like it almost sounds like they all have these weird accents, like the ninth, the old timey accent. Which I think somebody one time explained the reason for it. I think it's. Um, this weird like acting thing from back in the day, but it does take you out of it if you're like a modern person. But Twelve Angry Men doesn't have it, does not which do is that. why it stands out. Yep. It does not have that yep. old timey like. But Mr. Carruthers, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that. Like the, it's almost to be honest, a, mo- a lot of things. It's overacting. It's 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 a lot of it's overacting. Yeah, absolutely. But it's one of those things where uh, with with Twelve Angry Men. Even Rear Window has it more than 12 Angry Men does. But I think that's the way that they actually do speak. But uh, there, those, these guys, it's pretty regular sounding. And I think that's why it holds the test of time as well. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed just a little recap of uh, two movies from the 1950s. What a year, 1954, Shawnee. I had a great Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Oh, I was, I was loving it. <laughs> I, I drove a checkered cab. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but guys, remember we have an Instagram and a Twitter for the for the podcast. It's at Defend Your Movie on both. Uh, check those out. Follow us. We'll put up some stuff. We're all in quarantine. Let us know what your matchups are. Uh, let us know if you like this. We'll do some more older movies because we usually don't do. Yeah, that's the farthest. This is probably we've the oldest back. we've gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there's but definitely check out those movies because they're great. Uh, you can check me out on at Shawnee Time on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a show on Sirius that you can actually, and there's both of us, we both have shows on Sirius that you can listen to for free right now. They're doing free streaming. And I'll post the link on my Twitter and, and go check it out and, 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 and sign up for Sirius because there's so much amazing stuff on it. Besides me and Andy's shows, they have this guy, <laughs> uh, I forget his, Howard Stern. And he's supposed he's to not be, gonna be around right. much longer. Yeah, it's not, yeah. But uh, Andy, what else do you want to say? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Andy Fiore. It's A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R-I on Twitter and Instagram. And like Shawnee said, um, our shows are back-to-back. His Shawnee show is on Wednesday at 4. My show is on Thursday at 4. They're both unique and fun, and we uh, uh, really appreciate SiriusXM doing uh, so much new programming during the downtime because we've had guests, and they're doing um, their best to book us with new people. So we've got fresh shows for you every week. But we... <laughs> Yes. 
No, sorry. I was going to say this. How about during the quarantine, if you listen to the podcast and you're having fun, send us a virtual potato on Twitter. Is there, <laughs> yes. is there, I don't even know if there's an emoji. Whatever the closest emoji to a potato is, uh, put that on Twitter. Or if you're making a quarantine meal one night and you got meats and potatoes, just take a pick and send take that a pick one to us. And send it to us. Let us know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Let us know what you want to hear. And, uh, and we hope you're having fun listening. Absolutely. And uh, as promised, this is the bonus episode and we will have another episode this week out on Friday. We have a, a fun repeat guest coming back. I won't give it away now, but a cool topic too. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And you guys definitely check it out and definitely take a listen. And, uh, and, and we love you and you're the defenders. We love you. Defenders. And, and tell your friends and review rate and uh, re- rate review and subscribe for the show because we we need it. We need to build up the numbers on the show. We're, yeah. and we have we're trying to give as much as possible, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. We'll talk to you later on this week. Yay! Bye bye. <laughs>